You're listening to Banter with the Boys. Talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Banner with the Boys. NFL Divisional Round Weekend has come and gone. What a weekend of football it was. We are here to discuss it, and as always, got my main man, Smelty, with me. How we doing? How we feeling? I mean, I can't, I can't believe the season's already almost over, to be honest with you. Like, it was just like yesterday. We started this NFL trip, what, week five, I think, is when we actually started. We didn't start from the beginning, but it's almost over. What a year it's been, brother. What a year it's been. And uh, it brings a little tear to the eye knowing we only got two weekends of, well, real football left. I don't include the Pro Bowl in that. So. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. But if the, the Pro Bowl games, though, that might be kind of fun. I haven't watched that yet. Have you watched any no, of it? No, it's not yet? worth really watching, is to it, be honest with fun? you. Okay. I don't right. need to watch adults play dodgeball. No, right. No, no. I'm just curious. Well, you know, uh, the ESPN thing back in the day when we were growing up, right? When so they that used was to, like, like a skill showdown type was, thing. Yeah. But I guess this is the same thing. They should do more of that type yeah, stuff, though. Dude. Like, like the one dope. thing that is cool is the quarterback, the throwing one, because it is a, it's not right. the old, oh, it is pretty much the OG one, you know to be honest with you. talking about Yeah, 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 for sure. And then you have like the, like seeing like the longest throw. Like, dude, that would be, be cool. Dope. That yeah. would be cool. The lineman with the bench press. Yes, bro. Like, bring that. Yeah, that. that was super Sorry cool. Sorry to go on a little and tangent. They had, like, a team like... of guys. You know, they, like, teamed up, and, like, the Pro Bowl guys were, like, throwing. Yeah, that was super dope. That was super dope. They should bring that back, because there's no way I'm watching adults play flag football. Or a Pro Bowl ever again, if they ever did bring it back, just because it's just, like, they don't. It's like the NBA All-Star game. There's no defense, right? That's yeah. So on the Pro Bowl, nobody's getting tackled, really. They get brought to the ground, but nobody's getting cracked. No, you unless know? you're Sean Taylor destroying a punter. <laughs> Hey, listen. That's, uh, oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite football that. moments of all time. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that. Rip yeah. Sean Taylor. RIP, dude. One, of one of my favorite yeah. players of all no time. I actually have a, uh, well, I don't have it anymore. I, I in high school, I, I bought a um, NFC Pro Bowl Sean Taylor jersey cool. from one you, of my buddies. You don't have it anymore? No, nah, I got a whole bunch of stains Dang. in it in the party. Was ages. it white? Yeah. Yeah, no, no I get that. No, no, it was blue. That. Oh, it was okay, blue. okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, NFC, the blue ones. Yeah, yeah. It got destroyed in. In the after high school years. Ah, oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> but let's talk football, brother. First game we're going to talk about here, the Houston Texans storybook ending or storybook season finally did come to an end. They went up to Baltimore, took on the Ravens. Ravens were a nine and a half point favorite, and uh, they didn't they, they could use a couple more there. Ravens took this one pretty handedly. They won the game 34 to 10. Were able to catch this one, brother. Oh, yeah, for sure. And. I mean, it was the ending that we all kind of thought was going to happen. However, I will say at halftime, I was questioning something. I thought we had a game. I was like, whoa, doggy. Like, there's there's something here. Um, and then, obviously, the second half adjustments were made for Baltimore, and they just ran away with it. But, I mean, I want to talk about that Texans team. I mean, I think their future is a lot brighter than people were giving them credit for, you know, before the season even started. Including probably myself. I figured CJ... Everybody. Nobody nobody, I, nobody would have think the Texans would have done what they did this I year. I did like, think CJ would play better than Bryce. And that we're two years, three years out from determining who will end up being better. Right now, obviously, it's CJ, right? He looks light years ahead of where Bryce is at. But, like, the Texans are... Their future... Again, like I said, the future's bright in Houston. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, going into the year... 
they had very, very little expectations. I mean, you had the number one pick for a reason last year. Is it easier to go off for 10 wins when you know there's fewer expectations of you? Oh, absolutely. I would say because you're not playing with any pressure because there's nobody's looking at you to, to, to actually go out and compete. And which is perfect for a rookie quarterback and how young the, the offense and I mean, the defense too, but how young that offensive core is with the Nico Collins tank Dell before he got injured. That's what's surprising to me. The most tank Dell was the most electrifying player on that offense outside of number seven. And he got hurt. He, he out for the season. Yeah. Their offense didn't skip a beat when CJ was in until they ran into this Ravens buzzsaw of a defense, man. Because even if you look at this first half, they, like their offense didn't score. It was a punt return. Right. That's the only right. reason the game was like, I mean, no, granted, the Ravens only scored 10 points in the first half, but it's the only reason it was close. No, for sure. I mean, that Ravens defense is just ridiculous. I mean, honestly, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen together is just so nasty. I, I love it so much. And, like, they, they're used in the appropriate manner. And Baltimore seems like they're, they're still not a heavy blitzing defense right now. They don't need to. That's what I mean. It's it's wild. They they don't they don't necessarily have to bring pressure. And no, you they saw don't. they they only gave up three points. Yeah, this this Baltimore defense has been consistently a top three defense in the league this year, and the only defenses the NFL like the media has talked about is the Niners, Browns, and Cowboys. They've gotten no love in the national attention that they 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 and deserve. They really haven't no. You're like right. let, let's be honest. Like they held the the um. The Niners, sorry, I can't think right now, held the Niners, you know, to a, a low-scoring game, and they went off on offense against what is supposed to be one of those top defenses. If not the top defense. If, yeah. Other than Baltimore. Like, you you have to, like, Baltimore has the best, like, from top to bottom, they have to be considered the best defense in the league. CJ's been balling as of late. They shot him down 19-33 for 175. That's, I don't think we've really seen that this year out of CJ. Not yet. You know, no tuds, but no picks, you know. Or he- sacks. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no sacks at all. So, I mean, he, yeah, 19 for 33, but he's still, like, in a sense, in quotations, right? He still took care of the ball. Hey, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't turn over the ball, but he still played, you know, it, it, you got to look at the season as a whole. You can't take that last game to determine CJ's season or the Texans' season as a whole in general. Uh, but, uh, man, I mean, between CJ and then, Almost the reemergence, I guess you could say, of Nico Collins. He showed glimpses early and then kind of, I don't know, was hidden for a little bit. And now he's been more consistent. Well, now it's this only his year. third year, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And he showed he glimpses early. Year? Well, I don't even know. Who was it? I can't remember. Long neck fella. Uh, Davis. Yeah, David, old long Davis neck. Mills. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who actually wasn't even that bad. Nah. But uh, no, yeah, don't get me wrong. CJ reason. the move. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but. You know, you just add um, Tank Dell back to that mix next season. You get, I don't know, everybody just gains more experience. It's a young team. I, they, they're going to be just fine. I think we'll, we could see them win the division next year. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, I don't see why they, they wouldn't next year unless if AR makes a huge, huge jump in Indy and stays on the field and if Trevor continues to progress, although I don't necessarily say he did progress this year. That whole division know. could be a conversation in itself. Yeah, Titans aren't going to be anything for a little bit, I don't well, think. Well, not to it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the other three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. There's, there's a lot of young talent in that division, though, man. This is going to be a division that, you know, you go back to when it was like Colts-Texans when, um, you know, J.J. was on in Houston and the Colts had Andrew Luck and they were like two pretty darn good teams. And they, you know, it was just fun to watch. 
that's what I can see happening now with that's these what it's turning Texans. into. Yeah, and I mean the the Texans deserve all the flowers they can. They ran into, like I said, an absolute buzzsaw of a Ravens team. They just look unpenetrable at this point. You know, you just you, you can't get through to their defense, and Lamar is continuing to show why he's the MVP. Yeah, I mean, we gave the Texans their flowers, and just like you said. Lamar showing every little bit of why he deserves the MVP. 11 carries for 100 yards. Are you kidding me? Two tuds. I mean, that's that's hard to stop. Twice. That's hard to stop. And he's the thing about Lamar is like, I, I think we've probably talked about this last year on the pod, even or whatever, like last calendar year. Um, is that, you know, everybody was saying that Lamar's just a running back, blah, 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 blah. He continuously shows people week in and week out why he's a quarterback in the NFL. For yeah, sure. he can run, obviously, but like he is the pinnacle of dual threat. Oh, absolutely. He's the the future of what this quarterback is going to go into. Now, granted, not not entirely. I think more of a, a Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, not that they're the same player, Josh Allen, you know, you know, he's he's running with the ability he is more so because of his size than like, you know, straight up agility and, and athleticism. Not that he's not athletic, don't get me wrong. Um, like, but Lamar is just, I, I don't know if Lamar will it's ever different. be replicated with his uh, sheer athleticism and the ability to throw the ball. Cause who's he throwing the ball to? Mark Andrews has been out for almost for, you know, for a hot minute. He has Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman with Isaiah likely like that. That doesn't scream. Oh my, I'm scared. And wh- what was the, they had a good receiver throughout the season too. when they had some injuries, uh, done serve with a D done, done uh, Devin Duvernay. Duvernay, yeah, he was good for a couple weeks too, but uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, without Mark Andrews, which allegedly we'll get to, he could be back this week. We'll see. Um, that offense just looked unstoppable, dude. Like Silly. any anything Houston was doing, it it just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. Uh, I don't I don't know who's gonna stop Baltimore. I I seriously don't. Like, I don't see it. And, like, not to go off on a tangent, but, like, you know, blah, 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 NFL scripted, right? Everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Baltimore versus San Francisco. Everybody's seen it. The colors of the Super Bowl logo, ironically, are the same colors as the teams and blah, blah, blah. Same thing last year. And, again, like I said, going on a tangent. But, like, Baltimore is legitimately the best team in the AFC, in my opinion. And San Francisco is legitimately probably the best team in the NFC. Yeah. And... They just they just keep proving it, you know, and I just I don't see I don't know, you know, obviously we'll get to the other game recap in the AFC as you guys know, the Chiefs won. But like, I don't see I don't know if the Chiefs will have enough. I don't know. It, it's going to be tough, man. The, this Ravens team right now, they're just playing. And do you can, can you name the Ravens defensive coordinator? Absolutely not. No, so no. I couldn't either going into this podcast. So I just looked it up and it's Mike McDonald McDonald. Why have you not heard that name in the coaching ranks? I've like, never why haven't once this guy gotten him. his flowers? Yeah, I've never He's, once heard that name. And, and the thing about Baltimore is they have absolute studs at key positions. Don't get me wrong. Just, just to throw this in there, we could also be complete idiots, and maybe we just haven't heard his name before, but you know a lot of these coaches and like keep up with a lot of them or at least have a lot of knowledge of them. And if you haven't heard it, obviously I haven't, but if you haven't heard it, like to me that's surprising. Like Again, like, like you said, he hasn't got his flowers. Why is that? Now, granted, he he joined after or in 20, uh, 2022. It's only his second year being the D.C. He came from Michigan. Um, that was when, I believe, Wink left and went to the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, Wink Martindale. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's which, how that transpired. Um, but is it just because he's he's fresh out of college? 
And it's like, I don't understand it. Is John Harbaugh in that much control of the defense? I don't think so. I think Harbaugh's more of just an overlooking coach and he puts his coordinators in the right positions. 100%. And he I think hires he's more the of a correct manager. staffs. Yeah. Now, obviously, he has an input. Right. And he, he has a defensive background more so than an offensive background in terms of his coaching tree. But it's, I just don't understand it. Like, I would love for, you know, Green Bay to make a little spendy little offer over to Mr. McDonald, but I just, I, I, that's surprising to me, to be honest with you. With And especially when you look at, like, the, the Eagles' offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, they both got fired, but um, there was one of them was is, like, up for a coaching, like, in the head coach rink after both of them had an abysmal season after the guys left last year. So that, I just I just don't understand that. So is Mike, Mike McDonald, that's his name? So has he ever coached in the NFL before, even a position group or anything that you know of? Hold for momentary look up. When you say he came from Michigan, like University of Michigan? Or Correct, yeah. So he was actually on the Ravens from, he started as a coaching intern in 2014, then uh, moved up to a defensive assistant. Then he was actually the DB coach in 2017. Okay. Of the Ravens? In, of the Ravens. This is all with the Ravens. And then was the linebackers coach from 2018 to 2020, then went one year at Michigan, and now he's back as the D coordinator at, in in um, Baltimore. Yeah. Huh. So... So, yeah, I mean, I guess he spent his entire NFL career. I mean, since 2014, he's had one year not with the Ravens. So, I mean, it's kind of back what you said. Maybe, was he D coordinator for Michigan? Sorry, you yes. probably said that. Okay. So, maybe kind of like you said, maybe since he's still, you know, fresh, at least in a coordinator role, maybe OCs just don't know his stuff yet. You know, maybe they don't quite know how to crack it yet. Maybe, maybe that, that that is the thing. I don't but, know. I don't know. I mean, I would just think that if it's... It's just so crazy to me how they don't bring a lot of pressure. Like I, I should really dive deeper into his in his defense, but it's just crazy to me how they don't really have to. I mean, even the thing about him, like yeah, not being a coordinator for very long, but you you hear all the time of these assistants, these coaches get promoted, and this guy's been in the system since 2015. And I mean, on top of that, he he was learning under Wink Martindale and Harbaugh, and Harbaugh, and and so I, I was I was right. So in so Wink was with. Um, with the Ravens as, I mean, he's been with, he was from 2010, uh, 2012 through 21. So the entire time he was with the Ravens prior to this last two years, he was learning under Wink. Mm. So, you know, and Wink's highly regarded as one of the best D coordinators in the game. He, he has been for a hot minute. So I don't know, man. Interesting. Um, but we got to move on here, Smelty. Let's move on to... The saddest game of the week. My Packers went over to San Francisco, technically Santa Clara, lost 21-24. This game just pissed me right off. We did cover the nine and a half. That was a slap in the face. I still don't understand that one bit. But, man, we should have won this game, Smelty. It's, we, you know, we're in pretty much control of the game, although we didn't win. You know, we weren't in leading throughout the whole thing, obviously. But it was even when the, the Niners went ahead, they didn't have that huge momentum shift that the game just shifted and went in that direction. I, you have to be happy. As a Packers fan, we made it this far, especially with how we were in the middle of the season. Check back a couple weeks on our podcast. You will certainly hear me talk about that. Um, but <clears throat> th- this is just traditional Niners beating the Packers in the playoffs, and they did it in the same darn fashion. Right. It's like, you know, same stuff, different day, right? Uh, I guess as a Vikings fan, uh, 
I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, go buy yourself something nice to feel better. I, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I'm used to mediocrity, but um, I guess what you can take away is you know who's going to be quarterbacking your team for the future. Uh, and really, I truly did think the Packers had a legitimate chance to win this game pretty much the entire game. Unfortunately, it came down to that throw by Jay Love, uh, which, uh, man, it, throwing it into double coverage across the field, across your body, just not a not a good idea. Uh, but if he would have got more on it, I can see what he was trying to do and like what he saw. But it's just I hate it's, that play. But with brother. how much time it was first is down, left, that's it was what, first down, and you had fifty seconds left. Yeah, dude. And like, did you have any timeouts? I don't think so. But you had 50 seconds left. Like you had, No, we had two timeouts. You had plenty of time. There's, there's no need to try to rush that and force it, which is what he did. Throw the ball out of bounds. But that's a learning experience, right? What he's done these past five, six weeks or whatever, you haven't seen that. So now you saw a little bit of it in pressure. But he played under pressure the whole game just fine. So it was a mistake, yes. But like, if I'm you, I'm feeling pretty good about next season about the Packers maybe challenging the Lions for the division. 100%. Like, I, I mean, as a Packers fan, like, like I said, it's to hold this Niners team to 24 points and put up 21 on their defense, you know, it, it is, it's commendable. Aaron Jones was the first 100-yard rusher this team has had, and it's a, just a stupid amount of games. You know, I don't remember the exact amount. I, I suppose I could look it up, but yeah. it was silly. So we got the run game going. J-Love wasn't under a lot of pressure. When he was, he escaped the pocket. The yeah, Niners really didn't wasn't. really get their hands on him. They didn't get any sacks, but they really didn't even get their hands on him. And you got Bosa and Chase Young coming at you. So Packers O-line played great. They run the run game great. J-Love didn't play bad. 21 of 34. He had the two picks. The first pick, it is what it is. It wasn't a terrible play by any means. Um, through the two tuds, Dobbs got going. It was it, this, it, it, this game came down to four plays. We already spoke about one of them, the J-Love interception, where, yeah, like you said, learning curve, you see what he was trying to do. He just couldn't get enough mustard on the ball. Oh, but at the same time, should not throw that ball. Can't throw that ball. Do not throw that ball. In that, in position, that situation. Like, he was under pressure, and they're just yep. like, you're, you're not even in the pocket. Get rid of the ball. Yep. Just get rid of the ball. Live for second down. You still got all you need is a field goal, which close to ours, the second most important, or the second play, Andres Carlson missing the field goal. Daniel Carlson. Uh, Daniel Carlson's his brother who plays for the Raiders. Andres oh, is yeah, the kicker you- for... What? Green Bay. Really? Damn, I thought you guys signed Daniel Carlson this whole time. Nope, we drafted Anders Carlson in the in the draft this where year. Did he, where did he go to college? You know? yeah, man, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Auburn, you're welcome. But yeah, okay. Auburn. Dang, um, he looks just like Daniel, too. Wow. Do you put him next to each other? I feel like so an idiot. The, the Packers Raiders played each other this year, and there was, you know, they got the media coverage of, like, the brothers meeting up, whatever. I bet. Um, and, yeah, they're identical. Holy um, crap. I... Wow, all right, move on. I yeah. wish we had I Daniel feel, Carlson. I feel stupid. <laughs> I, I really yeah, wish we okay. had Daniel Carlson. But the missed kick? Do you um, remember so how far that the, was? The okay. missed kick, no. I, I I don't remember how far it was, but actually, I mean, I can probably see that pretty quick here. Ah, not the biggest deal um, in the world. Yeah, but that was huge, man. And it'd be one thing if it was like a one-off situation where he's like this, but this has been him all year. He missed five extra points this year, and he missed he missed six field goals throughout the year. So this is something we've seen. Now, granted, he's a rookie. He's a young guy. We got to give him his time. But man, oh man, it just sucks seeing that. I no, I'm just, I was just gonna say, I'm gonna tell you, because the Vikings drafted Daniel Carlson. Same deal. Was great, but kind of like, kind of sputtered a little bit. Had a couple mistakes, kind of like that, and they let him go. And now look at him. I don't know if Vikings drafted him. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They drafted him even. I think it was like sixth round. It wasn't even like, it was like, I got to look it up now because I'm curious. But no, they drafted Daniel Carlson. And then they let him go. I don't know if it's after his rookie season or year year two, but like they decided to let him go because of a couple sputters. And now look at him, what he's doing now in Vegas. And dude, and that totally threw me off, bro. I still can't believe Anders is in the league because I didn't know. <laughs> I thought this whole season that they somehow signed Daniel Carlson. I was like, that's crazy. I don't know why the Raiders would let him go. Yo, that's wild. So you guys drafted him in the fifth round. Fifth round. Even. Released Holy crap. him after his rookie or during the year you cut him. That's insane. He went to Oakland, or maybe not. Maybe it was after the... Yeah, no, it was during the year. Went to Oakland in 2021, second team All-Pro, 2022, first team All-Pro. No comment. Wow. No comment. So... Hopefully we get that same projection. What I'm saying is do not let him walk yet. It's not time for that. No, and I mean, it's shown enough to keep him one more year. It's not the Packers move to do that. Kickers seem to have a short leash, though, in the NFL as a whole. Yeah, but it, it's not a Packers move. You you invest a draft pick in a guy, you're not going to cut him after his rookie year. It's as simple as that. We will bring in somebody for competition, which I'd love. Which Gotta is normal. Do that. That's fine. Gotta yep. do that. Yep. Um, but it's it's. I also saw a stat that it's like six of the best kickers ever. If you look at their rookie years, they're pretty comparable. That and doesn't like, surprise even me Even those guys had like two or three missed extra points when it was from the two. Yeah. Instead of the 15. Right. So, right. Now... You see that? I mean, how many rookie kickers also also out there had similar years that were cut after their rookie year and didn't play in the league again? I'm sure there's a heck of a lot more. How many other rookie kickers played this season? I don't think there's that many. Yeah, there was a couple. I mean, first team All Pro Brandon Aubrey from the Cowboys. He was a rookie, but he's also like 27. He's played professionally. It's just in the NFL. It's something like that. I don't know if he's that old, but it's it's something like that. He's actually played professional football. Um, but yeah, that's that's just that's just it. So that's number two. Um, the third play was the opening drive for the Niners. Darnell Savage dropped a pick that was right in his hands. He had to peak Kyle Juice check to get a pick six. That would have put a touchdown on the board at that time. We would have been up 10 to zero, assuming Carlson makes the extra point. But that was huge. That's right. I that remember just, that. Yeah. Straight that would have just put us drops up. It. Put us up. We went, drove down the field, got in the red zone. Our red zone offense was terrible in this game. That's another thing that cost us. I'm um, not necessarily the red zone, but even from like the 35 in. That, that cost us. And then the other play was Devondre Campbell dropped a pick in the end zone. Was that, it was either Devondre Campbell or it was Jonathan one. Owens. It might have been Jonathan might Owens. Might have been Owens. Um, but dropped a pick in the end zone. I think it was Owens. Now, the Niners, we, we held them to a field goal that drive, so it didn't end up being you know too bad, but a field goal was a determining That's factor in this points. game. That's still three points, yeah. It is. It is. So it, it's just those four plays is what really, I would say, cost us this game. And you know, like, if if you, and who should know what have would have happened after any of those? But it's just, I it just sucks, man. It just sucks. But if you're looking at it and it comes down to four plays, when you guys were not going to make the playoffs at one point this year, and you ha- like almost you you only lost to the 49ers by three points. I mean, I'm still feeling good. Like, don't get me wrong, as a fan, like I'm sure you were like, oh, we're winning this, like feeling good, which. I was confident that the Packers would win too. Actually, I feel so good. The dude. way they played against Dallas, dude, like it's it just, it's just. I, I, I would feel fine if I'm the Packers. Like, yes, you're disappointed. That's gonna hurt for a solid month, right? But then you start looking at next season. Uh, Super Bowl ends. Whoever wins that, blah blah blah. But then I probably start getting excited as early as March. You know, for next season, if I'm a Packer fan, I'm well, not. Smelsey, never will be. But that's the difference between a Packers fan and a Vikings fan. 
when the Packers <laughs> lose in the playoffs, that's not really an expectation, and we don't get happy about that. Hey, when you don't make the playoffs as often, actually, the Vikings are one of the, I think they're, they have a pretty good uh, playoff winning percentage, actually, if you believe it or not, historically, they just can't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, in all honesty, I mean, all, all joking aside, you, you, you got to be happy. You, you, not a lot of people thought the Packers had a fighting chance in this game, a nine and a half point underdog. I mean, from the books, that says enough right there for us to hold, like I said, hold the nine. I thought this game really was going to be like a 31-28 game. I, I really did. I thought it was going to be a little bit more offensive than it was. Packers defense impressed the heck out of me in this game. You know, we held CMC under 100 yards rushing. Granted, he, you know, made up for that in, in receiving. Solid 98 was, yards. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. It's, it's just, but holding a single rusher of his caliber to under 100 yards receiving for the Packers, or sorry, 100 yards rushing for the Packers, with especially against in the Niners in the playoffs, that's huge. Right. That's right. huge. You know, so it's, uh, it was I mean, mainly still, that one bigger run that he kind of got through and missed a couple tackles. Yarder. Yeah, and the touchdowns would have was. But. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, as a Packers fan, I, I'm, I, I'm very, very, very happy with how this season transpired. I, I really am. You know, the, the other great thing is we don't have a lot of pending free agents. So it's not like we have to go out and sign big name guys like Keyshawn Nixon is the biggest free agent. We need to retain him. I think he'll stay. And then, um, John Runyon is like the second biggest free agent we have. He's a, a right guard that's coming off of his say, rookie he sounds deal. Familiar. Um, yeah, he's actually John Runyon Jr. His pops played in the league actually played with uh tom brady at michigan um but it was just it's just so i i'm looking forward to it man christian watson was hurt a lot of the year we get this young offense i don't know it's it's it, you're right it's a good place to be a packers fan and and we already won the offseason so we'll get to that later so let's move on here we had the i'm sorry did you want to finish up anything with that game i certainly have nothing else to say about the packers absolutely <laughs> not i'm just you know there's really nothing else to say about the 49ers either you know I want to say they are who we thought they were, but at the same time, I'm a little bit more concerned heading into a game against the Lions. I think the Lions secondary doesn't really have what it takes, um, and we'll talk about that later, but, you know, I just, you know, we'll see. I, I'm a little bit concerned with the 49ers' struggles against the Packers. Now, I'm not saying that's not a hit on the Packers by any means. They earned their chance to be in that game, but it just... I don't know, man. I mean, the NFL script says the Niners are going to win, so yeah, guess man. we'll see. The, the other thing with this game, too, is Debo went out pretty early. Yep. He's a game changer on that offense. So, you know, if he's back this week going forward, it, it's going to be pretty, he pretty is, tough. But everybody else still showed up. George Kittle, Juwan Jennings had a great game. He did. Um, And then Ayuk's always a sneaky fella in there. So it's just... <sighs> I don't know. Even without Debo, even if they don't have Debo this week, I still see the 49ers having a pretty good up. Yeah, I like him chance. But anyway. Like yeah, but the, we'll, and then we'll the get... other thing, Chris Conley, bro. I don't even know Chris Conley was still in the league. I remember him playing on the Chiefs, and he had one catch for 17 yards. It was a one of the biggest plays of the game. If I'm not mistaken, it was a third down. It was an out route. Perfect ball by Brock. And it's just like, Chris Conley, what? Dude, Brock keeps looking good, man. I want to hate the guy so bad. I do. Just because, like, I don't know. I just... <sighs> I don't know. Like, I just don't think he's in the same conversation as a lot of these quarterbacks in the league, but he keeps showing up. He keeps winning games. You can't argue with that. So Dan Marino kept winning games too, but he didn't win no freaking Super Bowl. For the, for the sake of how loaded this pot is, I'll let that, we'll talk about that one another time. <laughs> we'll probably get to that next week. Um, but let's move on. Well, we'll go to the Bucks and the Lions. Well, he's keeping that. 
the uh, <laughs> even the receipt on that comment, huh? No, nah, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we'll come back to that. That's a discussion for another time. Um, but we had the Bucks taking on the Lions, traveling up to the Motor City. Lions came in as a six and a half point favorite. And the, uh, they, they showed why. The, the Lions were in control of this game from start to finish. They ended up winning this one 31-23. Um, Lions offense looked good, as expected. And their defense looked surprisingly good. I really didn't think... I thought the Buccaneers were going to have a field day with this defense, to be honest with you, Smeltzy. I mean, they looked probably better than we expected, but, I mean, it's just... <sighs> Yeah, they gave, they still gave up 349 yards to Baker, but yeah, they got the two picks. It's just, I don't know, man. I, Buccaneers showed me a lot, a lot more than I thought. Like, I did not think they were really going to have that much of a shot. But winning, beat, beating, who was it, Philly the week before? I mean, that's that was a huge statement, so we knew it would be at least a battle, but uh, I, did, I, I still didn't, I saw two scores. You know, to be honest with you, I saw a two-score game happening. And the Bucks had a chance at the end there. They really did. And kind of a similar thing to Jordan Love, not as like egregious, but, you know, Baker just didn't get enough on it. Again, you saw what he was trying to do at the end of the game. He just didn't get enough on it. But, again, not the time for that type of throw. You don't have to get it all in one play, homie. It, you know, you got time. I think there's a minute 30 left at that point even. that You have time. There's no need to rush it down the field. But, you know, so, you know, looking, looking – Forward, I mean, the Buccaneers also have a pretty good outlook if they can retain Baker Mayfield, which I thought would be a pretty, like, easy thing to do. You know, succeeded well with them, took them to the playoffs, made a surprising run. Uh, but I don't, now I'm not so sure. Like, maybe, maybe there's going to be a couple of teams out there that are willing to spend money, Vikings, that are willing to spend money and maybe try to bring Baker in. I don't know. I don't know, man. Even with Baker Mayfield, I... I don't think the Bucs are a formidable team in the league. They're in, you can make a very, very strong argument for the worst division in football. No, yeah, no. I mean, sure. so it's just, they're not a young team, Smeltzy. They have they're not. a lot of older no, players at right. pivotal positions. Now, they have some young studs, Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, Rashad White looks really good at the running back. But Trey Palmer's young, too. Trey Palmer, he's young. But you got, I mean, yeah, Mike Chase Edmonds. Edmonds is young. Mike Edmonds. Uh, Mike, Mike Evans, Evans, who's going to be a free agent as well. Uh, Chris moment. Godwin's getting older. He signed, but he, he he's getting older. Uh, I like Kate Otten. I like what they. I, I like what I'm seeing in that cat. Um, is he a first year player? Is he a rookie? Kate? No, no. Okay, he's younger though, ain't he? Yeah, I'll okay. find out but, here for you. Yeah, sorry. I mean, uh, he's 24. Uh, Beacha. But yeah, no, I don't know, man. I is that enough? He was a rookie. Is that enough to get Baker to re-sign with you for like a three year deal? Do you think do you think Baker wants that? Does he want to be in Tampa? I mean, the outlook to potentially win the division, let's say he signs a three year deal, the outlook to at least win your division for those three years is mm, probably pretty good. I don't know if I'd agree with that. You don't think so? Yeah, I mean the Saints and the Falcons just have a lot more young pieces in place. The Falcons could be something soon. The Falcons, if they get a quarterback, yeah. I think the Falcons are a really, really, really good team. They have foundational pieces where they need them. They just need they you can't win in this league without a quarterback. You just simply can't. And uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Baker did more than impress this year. Do I think he's a quarterback that will lead you to a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. So if you are one of those other teams willing to spend a little money, are you going to sign a Baker Mayfield? As a Packers fan, I'd love to see the Vikings sign him. I bet. But do you? Do you, you don't. You don't feel he's rejuvenated himself enough 
to get somebody like the Vikings to try to get them to sign him and try to take him on a run? I think what hurts uh, the, the market right now is there is not a lot of quarterback needy teams. There's really not. The quarterback needy teams are in the position in the draft where they could get a rookie on a rookie deal and see what they got. Pretty those much teams other are than all, the Vikings, but th- yeah. Those quarterback needy teams outside of Atlanta are also not a quarterback away from going being a, being a contender. True. Right, correct. So why would so you want to go why there? Why go out and spend the money on someone who's not a... He, he's a proven commodity. I will, I will certainly give him that. Like I said, he deserved... He deserves Is he a, top 15? Probably this season, maybe stat-wise, right? But like, would he be a top so, 15 I mean, quarterback next year? I take the stats kind of out of it in terms of looking at the top. Because it's like you, you look at quarterbacks that aren't the the, the stats wise aren't going to be up there because of the situations they're in and that That's kind what I of mean. thing that things so change right. I, I would have to I would have to be looking at the list of quarterbacks to make that determination, which which kind of says enough as it is that so you'd they, be right on the borderline. right on the line right yeah yeah I would I would have to see a list of quarterbacks because I mean there's a lot of quarterbacks I would take over him he, he deserves to be a starter in this league. Yeah, I will certainly say that you know there's not a backup out there that I would say should be deserving starting over him. Mitch Trubisky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, moving on. But the Lions were in control of this game from start to finish. They 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 really weren't. I mean, yeah, it was tied going into the fourth quarter, but it, the, the Lions had control of this game. They got the run game going. Goff deserves to be in an extension talk here. What he's done with this team and, and the consistency that he's shown, he's not making those interceptions. He's not going to make the flashy plays, but he's no. not going to make the interceptions. He's going to take care of the ball, and he's going to put it where it needs to go. That's just it. Did Tom Brady always make the flashy play? No. And I'm in no way comparing Jared Goff to Tom Brady. But he didn't always make the flashy play. But he won Super Bowls. You don't need to. That's all Jared Goff is trying to do right now. He just wants to win a Super Bowl. You don't need to be the guy who goes and makes the flashy plays. You don't need to be a Pat You got other guys for that. Uh, that, Just get it to those guys. That's the thing. Put it in Gibbs' hand. Put it in Amon Ross St. Brown's hand. Put in LaPorta's hand. That's all you got to do. It's like, the, and that's they, what he's doing. Exactly. He's doing exactly what needs to be done to win this. The, to, to me, the Lions are good. They're, they're, they're always going to come down to their defense. Their defense is playing pretty darn good. Aiden Hutchinson's on a, he's just a wrecking ball right now. He's that guy's have, fun to play, he's man. He's a big game, man. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, Lions control this game. They, they won it from start to finish, although the score didn't necessarily represent that. They, they really weren't. I wasn't worried with the Lions they, losing this They game. showed their power. They showed what they've shown us all year, and they're legit. They're showing us that th- these are not the Detroit Lions from our childhood. These Detroit Lions are legit and have an absolute chance to win, to, to win this weekend and go to the Super Bowl. I 100% agree, and to be honest with you, Smelty, I like it. I, I've I've lived in this world for 31 years. This is the first Lions playoff game that I or the Lions success that I've been able to see, and I would I would much rather see the Lions having success than the Bears. Ooh yeah, I agree with that. You know, yeah, I agree. At the that. end of the day, you're still not going to be scared of the Lions. Yeah, right, right, right. And all the NFC North games are always pretty close. They are, man. It's so fun. They are it's always so pretty close. But even the own 16 Lions would give you a run. In those NFC North matchups. Yeah, it's, you're, really you're always going to get a game, man. Yeah. You're always going to get a game. Yep. All righty, so we're going to wrap this weekend slate up here with the game of the week, and boy, did it end up being the game of the week. The Cincinnati Chiefs went up to Buffalo, took on the Bills. Bills coming into this game is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and to me, this game was a pick em. The spread kind of depicts that. Not often you get, you know, a half-point, one-point spread. And uh, what a game it was, Smelty, man. It was two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL showing what they've shown in the playoffs like they did the last couple of years. This time in Buffalo, which I thought was going to play a lot bigger factor than it ended up doing. 
outside of the duplication of the snowballs. Got to kind of expect that out of Bills Mafia at this point. But, man, was this a fun game to watch, Smelty. No, no doubt. Another classic. And we knew that going in. We knew exactly what this game was going to be. It was exactly that. Pretty much like the last two playoff games between these two teams. But I, I can't lie. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I low-key wanted the Bills to win this game. Same. Um, and that's going to be to the disappointment of my one buddy that I just saw today as he gets out of his truck wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. But, like, it's just... And it's not like I hate Mahomes. I, I respect who he is because I honestly think he's, you know, we're, you know, every sport you're looking for the next LeBron James, right? You're looking for the next Tom Brady. Mahomes is probably that guy. He's gone to going to his sixth straight AFC championship. Every game. season he started, he's gone to the championship. That's hard to argue, bro. That's hard to argue. He's one of the best in the league. Potentially will go down as one of the best to ever do it. But I just, I wanted to see the Bills get over that hump of Kansas City. That, that is what's keeping the Bills from winning a freaking Super Bowl. Now, do I think the Bills have enough to beat this year's Baltimore team? I don't think so. I think the Bills had a better chance of beating Baltimore than the KC does. Really? That's With interesting. How set up. That's interesting. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but we just we just saw it again. It, it's almost the same game every time. You're it gonna, is. You're going to have your big players show up. You know, Diggs was a little quiet. But on, on Kansas City side, you know, Kelsey showed up. You kind of knew that. On Buffalo, Kincaid showing up as a as a formable uh you know option. It's just it's the same thing, including the result of the game. So it just disappoints me a little bit. I'm 100 percent with you, man. I thought this was finally gonna be the time that Allen got the better of Mahomes because that's what this game is. It's not Bills Chiefs. It's Allen versus Mahomes. At it's, this point, it is. It's Brady versus I don't care Manning. What anybody says it, that's what this is. Like, at this, it's 100 percent what it is. It's Brady versus Manning, man. It is. It it is that, and we've we've gotten to that, and I love to see it because they're both young, exciting quarterbacks to watch and and just see play. But man, I was pulling for the Bulls in this game or the Bills in this game, man. I I, I really was. I just thought that the run they were on. The downfall that the Chiefs has kind of been on. I thought this was finally going to be the time in their home element, and they just they just couldn't close the game. They couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter. That's exactly it. They, they couldn't, couldn't close anything. the game. I don't. And I just don't understand what that is. Is this the play calling at the end of the game? Is the coaching staff getting antsy? Is Josh Allen getting antsy? Like what? What? What do they need to do to get over that hump of of KC? Like I just I don't know. I don't have an answer. I, you know. I don't know if it's like I, the offense doesn't necessarily change. The offense does what it needs to do to go out and do what they do. I think it's more of Steve Spagnuolo and that Kansas City defense just making the in-game adjustments day in and day out against Josh Allen and this team, and he is just their kryptonite. Steve Spagnuolo is Josh Allen's kryptonite, especially in, only in the playoffs. The Bills get the better of him in the regular season all the time. And that's just it, right? These two teams know each other real well, real well. Even the regular season games, we know that's going to be a classic matchup again. That's just how that's just how it works. Um, yeah, man. I just it, it was a great game. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was like I said, it was exactly what we expected. But it's just that that Mahomes magic too. You know, Kansas City's offense. I just feel like they can literally do anything. Doesn't matter who the receiving core is. Patrick Mahomes is just going to make it happen. And, and he keeps showing us that. And as long as they can keep Pacheco going like he is, that just, it lifts so much weight off of Mahomes' shoulders. That was a big factor in this game, too. I know he didn't go over 100. He was damn close, too, wasn't he? 97, he averaged, whatever. He, he averaged six and a half yards per carry, man. Like, you're, 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 that literally, 
in the law of averages is two plays for a first down every time. But so far this playoffs, nobody's been able to stop Pacheco. Dude, he runs so hard that nobody can tackle the guy. And he's he's not my bad. Uh drop my pen there if you heard that. LOL. But he's he's not even big, bro. He's 5'10, 216. He just runs. Dude, that's he's thick. He though. just 5'10, 216. So don't bro. get me wrong. I'm 5'7 and I'm not gonna say my weight. But bro, like, I'm 6'2, 210. He's more than me, and he's three inches you shorter. Know, you're thick. Yeah, I'm 215. 5'7, 215. I'm a thick boy. I'm a thick boy. But like Pacheco, bro, he just runs. It's it's how aggressive and how hard he runs. Bro, he, runs he runs people over, and he's 5'10. It's just it's just crazy to me. Did you see him address like the uh like people how he there, there's all the internet's taken over and now like Pacheco runs like he's like trying to eat the grass. He, he runs like he's a toddler. He he actually like That's they hilarious. asked him one and he came about and he's like, Yeah, the funniest one I think I heard was like he runs like he's trying to like eat the grass. Like, bro, I ain't trying to eat grass. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny because he, he has the most unique running style. That, you can well, that's see. just it. His running style is like, in lack of better terms, like dramatic, right? Like he's like, you know, he's Dude, all over. Bro, but it like, looks he, like a toddler he, running. He it looks it, like a toddler running. It works. He it's gets so it, he, crazy. He gets it done. So now, he's if you're, fast. so now if you're saying it's a toddler running, now as a defensive player, now you're getting ran over by a toddler. That <laughs> sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> bro, and he's so, it's not even that he's just like, he's powerful because he's super powerful. But he's so fast and twitchy. He just like there were so many times he disappears in the pile and he shoots out for four four yards. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean to close out Pacheco. I mean uh, seventh round pick. Every single team in the NFL could have drafted that fella. Seventh round pick, numerous times. You never know. You never know. You never know. But Chiefs got the better of the Bills. Uh, Smelty and I were both on the bills on this one. That is the first game that I've actually told you how Smelty and I ended up. So uh, my apologies for that. But for the record, for the week, I went one and three. Smelty went two and two, which brings our playoff records to myself at three and seven and Smelty at four and six. Again, listeners at home, do not listen to us. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're not going to make you any money. (laughs) But not yet. Anyway, we'll get better. We will indeed get better. We are also in a state that does not allow sports betting, so maybe when we actually have skin in the game, we'll start thinking a little differently. Then we'll lose money with you. But hey, then we'll be a part of the group. We'll be a part of the group. But that's all we got for Divisional Weekend for you guys. We are going to move on to Tent Talk. Boy, do we got some news to talk about. 911, what's your emergency? All right, so let's pop into some Tent Talk. As always, we're going to start with some injuries Probably the biggest news, Mark Andrews, full participant per, for full participant in practice Wednesday, is expected to play this week, Smelty. Wow, what a time for him to come back. No doubt. And I did see some video of him running around here this morning and stuff like that. And he, he dude, he looks pretty good. So that's going to be a huge addition to the offense that's already humming. So why not just add Mark Andrews to that for the AFC Championship game? Not that they need to be put over the top. Because they're already there. That's just the cherry on top, bro. You pair him with Isaiah Likely, throw some 12 personnel, or just split one of them out. Man, oh man, does that offense get even scarier. Yeah. No, need him in there. He's going to be in there, likely. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how Kansas City defense can handle him. They got, enough, they got enough to worry about. And now if you just throw Mark Andrews into that after you've been game planning this whole time without him, it's just it just throws a wrench into it. It really does. That's the huge thing because even if he doesn't play this week, Casey still has to game plan 50-50 with the game plan be with or without him. So it just disrupts a lot of and things. And that changes. It's probably going to be more like a game time decision. You see him out there warming up in pads, you're like, son of a bee. You know? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Ravens really only have one other injury to speak on, and that's Marlon Humphrey. He's questionable at this time. He did return to practice today as a limit today being Wednesday as a limited participant. So, you know, you're expecting to see him go with how big this game is, but worth mentioning. Any any defensive player that we mentioned right now, you need him. I think offense, you can get away a little bit more depending on who it is, unless it's a quarterback. Um, but any defensive player to make to make a deep run, you got to have them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's switch over to the other team. Then the Chiefs, um, Willie Gay, he has a neck injury. He was limited in practice Wednesday. That's actually really good news. He is uh, he, he's he's missing some time. So with him in that defense in the middle with him and Nick Bolden, that would be huge against this Ravens run game. Yeah, honestly, defensively, Kansas City is going to need everything they have. They, they really are, and I, I still don't think it's going to be enough, but they gotta be they got to be at 100%. I think they need everything they have and to bring back prime Jared Allen. Okay, so uh, according to Tyler, Kansas City will lose because Jared Allen is uh, retired. I love Jared Allen, though. Did you like Jared Allen as a Packer oh, fan? I loved Jared Other Allen. Other than like when he would sack the quarterback. But, Bro, like, I still loved it because of what he did after the sack. You love the, you love his Sally? Yeah, dude. Jared Allen's one of my favorite defensive nice. players of all time. He really Heck is. Yeah. He's, 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 he's just a heck of a guy. Yeah, nice. Um, and he so, wore 69. Yeah, dude, I mean, just to throw the cherry <laughs> on top. But he wore I'm 69. not like that, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> it's, it's, just, like, it's the most Jared, Jared Allen thing to do. Um, so on the same on the defensive side of the ball for uh, the Chiefs, their secondary a little bit banged up. You got Legarius Sneed with the calf injury. He was limited in practice Wednesday. As Smelty mentioned here, he, that would be huge. He's he's arguably the best cornerback in the in the league right now. You very underrated. Yeah, you definitely need Sneed. You need him. You need but him bad. The other thing as well, Smelty, when you see somebody's limited in practice Wednesday, you're playing on Sunday. Most likely, yeah. Most you likely, are. yeah. They're just not trying to let anything else on at this point to the media or who could twist it and do all this other crap with it. And you don't want the other team to fully a hundred percent. know. So I would, I'd be willing to bet that you, you hit it right on the head, the limited in practice. I'd, I'd be willing to bet they're playing. That's why they're limited in practice so they can play. Yeah. If it was week five against the Panthers, it's different than they going into the NFC AFC championship. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so, like I mentioned, the secondary a little bit banged up. Mike Edwards, he has made some big plays for this Chiefs defense in the postseason, especially. He is in the concussion pro- protocol. Uh, he is in the concussion protocol. Um, knowing that concussion protocol, he's likely to play this week as well. Don't need to speak too much on that. Moving on then to the offensive side of the ball. Isaiah Pacheco with that toe injury kept him out of Wednesday practice. However, that is not considered serious. And with how he runs, like he's obviously gonna just run right through it, right, right through the pain if there is some. But it's probably more of like an annoyance and nagging thing than anything. But even that man, with the way he runs and how much like pressure he does have, oh, it's pain on, every time he puts his foot down. I'm sure yeah, that, with how aggressive you know? he runs, with not only the power but the twitchiness. Even if he, if he's limited, that could be huge. They need a full go Isaiah Pacheco at his best on Sunday. And what will not help with that, Joe Tooney, one of the best leagues in the, one of the best guards in the league, has a pectoral injury. No practice this week is considered unlikely to play. Yeah, I mean, a pec injury, there's no way. As a guard, there's no way he's playing, man. That sucks. That sucks. He's one that's of the best, bro. Yeah, that's a huge L for them. He's one of the best. Let's move over then to the NFC Championship, championship game. We'll start with the San Francisco 49ers. There's only one guy to talk about, Smelty. Debo Samuel left last week's game, was a non-participant 
at today's walkthrough. However, he was seen on the side and even did full seed sprints during the portion of the session open to the media, so it's more than likely he'll play. And I know Debo's, you know, you're a Debo guy. I know you mentioned before I was a Swiss Army knife. I completely agree with that. I just, you know, if they don't have Debo, I don't, you know, I don't see it as big of a deal as if they're without, like, CMC or something. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. I, I think they're they're fine without him. But, if you know, if he can go, then I, obviously you want him out there. But only if he can go 100%, if it's me. Like, if Debo can go 100%, what, otherwise, what are you using them for? Just quick little hits, you know, if he can run around. Decoy. But if he can't, well, yeah, there's that. And if you don't let on that you're not 100%, you know, but I suppose decoy, or, that's a good point. That's the only thing I could think. Or, I mean, even that, even a, an 80% Debo at, say, 60% snaps, I'm still taking that. That's fair. I mean, it's an NFC Championship game. Got to have, got to have it. You got to have it. You got to have it. And then switch over to the other side of the field, the Detroit Lions. Frank Ragnow, centerpiece of that offensive line. That guy's an absolute stud. Sprained knee and sprained ankle. He is unlikely to play this week, man. Not good. And he's, unfortunately, he's not the only one on the O-line that's going to miss the game for the Lions. But, like, that's, like, that's a huge L. They need that. The, 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 excuse me while I learn how to speak English again. Um, but for the Lions, like their their success, so that double headed monster in the backfield relies on that old line. So not having Frank Ragnar is a big freaking deal to me. Oh, that's huge. That's a big freaking deal. Huge against that front seven for San Francisco. <sighs> Fred Warner's gonna eat without a center coming at him, bro. Good. So not only that, Jonah Jackson he had surgery for a minor meniscus tear. Very unlikely to play this week after a surgery. You know, it, it all depends on on how well that recovery goes in the short amount of time it is. It is the NFC Championship game. You got to be out there if you can. But without those two guys in the middle, brother, that's tough. It, it's going to hurt really bad. Yeah. And then switch over to the other side of the ball. Alex Anzalone has a ribs injury. He was limited in Wednesday's walkthrough. Is he a captain? Yeah, he's over 34. Is he? Okay. No, him and Jack oh, trust me, I know Anzalone. If you don't know who Anzalone is, you haven't been watching football because you can't miss that hair. Yeah, dude. You can't miss that hair. He's new AJJ uh, Hawk. You, you saw it in, in New Orleans for years. Like, you don't miss the hair, bro. Um, And I kind of feel like he's, he's definitely, that's why I asked if he was a captain, because he definitely feels like a leader for most of his career. You know, he just goes out there and does the dirty work, dude. He does everything, whether... Like, in New Orleans, he was on special teams a lot and all that crap and was, like, fourth on the depth chart for linebacker, you know? But, like, he did all of it, dude. And now now he, I, I just love seeing him in there and a, as a captain. I mean, and he's, I think, the defensive play caller as well on the field. So it's just it's just great to see him in that role. And they, they could definitely use him out there just for his experience, I think, you know, as an NFL vet. 100%. I mean, and what player on the Lions depicts Dan Campbell? More than Alex Anzalone. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? That guy, he's just that grinder, that dog. He he's going to bite dude. some kneecaps. He, Dan Campbell's grit. That is that is him. He 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 resembles that. I love that comparison. That's great. I, yeah, he man. resembles him 100%. Yeah, and I love seeing that hair fly around on the field, so dude, I hope he's seriously, a full guy. Seriously, who did you compare him to for the hair? AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ Hawk. Clay Matthews had the hair too for a while. Yeah, he's he? an outside guy. Yeah. Alex is inside still, with AJ. Still, that's right. But I'll. I'll yeah. Clay had it his whole career. AJ ended up cutting it. Those freaking linebackers for the Packers growing Gotta up, man. Them, I can't freaking. Gotta yeah. love them. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that in the offseason. I think it'd be fun to talk about our teams growing up. Yeah, it would be talk good. Talk about some of those players. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, sorry. Another tangent. All right, let's move on to some news then. Uh, the Lions also making a big splash here. Uh, signing Zach Ertz. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting. I think the Lions, uh, you know, bless his heart, can't remember his name. Their backup tight end broke his arm or Brock something. Brock Wright. Brock Wright, yeah. Broke his arm or something last week. So, I mean, probably the best available tight end right now. So, why not? Why good not? For Zach Ertz. Let's some, go drink, some, Chase. Somebody that, did he have... Does he have Super Bowl experience, Ertz? I can't remember. Was I he believe on the, he was, was on, he on the Philly Nick team. team. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was. He had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, bringing in a guy like that who has experience in an NFC Championship game, let alone a Super Bowl, I think that's a that's a huge deal too. Absolutely. Now, you know, we always say this, right? <clears throat> People like us that do podcasts or even you see the fellas on ESPN, CBS, blah, 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 all that crap. Um they're always talking about the experience, the playoff experience. How much, you know, I curi- I'm curious how much that matters. You know, we say it like it does matter, and I do believe it does matter. And we, we're not professional football players. We're not in the locker room. We don't, we're not in those conversations. But wh- what do you think a conversation like that looks like? Like, I, you know what I mean? When we say having playoff experience is a big deal, what does that even look like in the locker room, you think? Like, just the way they prepare. Um, depends if they're a vocal guy or not, I guess, you know. You know, I'm, you know I think I'm trying it's to huge. Ask. Yeah, I think it's huge to have that veteran guy in there. Not even necessarily the playoff experience, just a big veteran in the, the room. You look at this Lions team, especially offensively, outside of golf, they're very young. And Ertz you know, isn't a nobody. You no, know? He, I mean, he was a, he was in a top three, a top two tight end in his heyday with Philly, man. Yep. And, and he still showed he could make some plays. So even if he's in 20, 25% of the snaps, you throw him in a red zone package, you throw him into those third and shorts where you need a reliable guy. You line a 12 personnel with him and Sam Laporta, bro? Yeah. Hey, you got go Aaron Raw outside? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I don't know if we should go have him block Bosa. <laughs> Come well, on. Double team. Go double team Bosa. Put your hands on him, but let's get somebody else with him. Um, so the uh, other really news we have, we're going to get into some big coaching news here. We kind of separated that. But the other news we have is uh, Jair Alexander. Yeah, Tell me what it, what it exactly it was, because I heard about it. I didn't hear exactly what it was, but I heard scripts, and I was like, that doesn't seem good for a Packer fan. So uh, on um, Instagram, he came out and he posted a, a post with, you know, the, the 10 slides of, of the pictures with the Packers. The first one, him in the Lambeau Tunnel, shaking hands, signing autographs, signing hats, right? Was that picture with- from the last game? No, he's in no, shorts. Just in general. Oh, got yeah, it. Yeah, so it, got it. it's uh, it's probably after a warm-ups, and it's at Lambo. The last game wasn't at Lambo. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Duh. Um, with this caption, thank you, God. Thank you, Lambo, for six years. Thank you to those who showed love throughout my journey. How much more cryptic can you get? It's With, with Jair this year, is he a top cornerback in the NFL? Yes. When he's healthy, when he's on the field, when his mind's right. Do I want him as a Packer? Yes. You can't deny the talent that's on the field, especially if you look at how young our defensive back room is. He is that veteran. And like I said, when he's on top of his game, his play speaks for itself. No, 100%. Saying that, the dramatics this year, bro. There's been the dramatics. Him declaring himself a captain and then almost messing up the coin toss in Carolina. Now, he should have been a captain that game. He's from the area. He should have been a captain. That's something the Packers should have had addressed and, and known about beforehand. And then... But then the health, too, this year. You know, he wasn't healthy the full season. 
House has been a thing his whole career. He, he True, I don't think right. he's ever played a full season. Now, granted, he's usually so. only missed one or two games, but it, it's just he's getting paid a lot of money. He's the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Would we get a big package in return for a trade? Yes, you would. You know, it'd probably be something similar to a Jalen Ramsey type trade. It's similar, maybe not as good, but I don't know what to think of it, brother. I, I really don't. Yeah, I mean it's it is cryptic, like you said. It really is. Um, so just just to because we were curious, you know, just how many games he's played. Twenty nineteen and twenty twenty two, he played sixteen games, which was the full season at that point. Uh, he had a thirteen game season, a fifteen game season, so he's there. But twenty twenty one, four games. Twenty twenty three, this year, seven games. So, and in between that, a full season though. So it it is there is something to be said about his health right now. It is probably a concern whether he leaves Green Bay or not. Is he a free agent? No. So what is he talking about then? He, the, he's got no power in this then, unless he's like holds out Smelty. and they decide to trade Smelty. him. Smelty, it's 2024. The players well, hold all I the know. power. They you want to be traded, you're going to get traded. No, they do. They do. You're right. Um. Well, since we're on the topic, where does he go then? If it's not Green Bay? I really don't think he goes anywhere. I um. He was... Is this where now Jordan has, Loves takes reign of the team and goes and has a little chit-chat with old Pat, Jair? <laughs> um, I don't think Jordan Loves to that level quite yet. He's on his way. He 100% is on his way. 100% is on his way. But he still has two years He still has two years left and then a third year, um, either player option, void year, something. I don't know. I'm looking at Track. Contracts get confusing, bro. Especially on Track, It's just... Yeah. It's, it shows you but what you least, need, but, but to understand but it's a different story. But at least two more years, including next season, right? Yeah, so that, that's so. also ups his trade value. Yeah, you're paying sure, him. Yeah, but he's under contract. But he got it for yeah, two years. You know, he's not, it's not a one-year rental. does up his trade value. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, uh, you know, we can't cut him. There's there's $19 million next year in dead cap, $10 million the year after that. We can't cut him. It's not as simple as that. So 26 years old. He's so young. A little bit of health issues. Yeah, I... You're going to get a first-rounder. Somebody will take a shot at him. If if he wants out and the Packers are going to grant him that, somebody, they will find a trade for him. Somebody's going to trade. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I just really hope it's not it. I, I like his personality. You know, the Pack is back with the news interview that, I don't know, hey. you probably saw it. And he, lock, he could lock down J.J. We've seen it a couple times. He's able to lock down J.J., which not many people can do in the league right now. Yeah, when Joe Barry decides he wants to be a defensive coordinator and play well, smart, he puts him another. on it. But hey, yeah, we'll get to well, that here shortly. Old Joe Barry, uh, new him, new job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Like I said, I- I'd love to see him back. He deserves the contract he's had with his play. His health is another story, but you know he's he's an exciting guy to watch. He's a leader of that defense. He wore a C on his chest. When he's in the game, he's a game changer. He is. Yeah. No, he help- He's a big part of any defense he would be a part of. All right, so let's move on to some coaching news, Smelty. Biggest coaching news that there, there could be, stole all the headlines, is going to continue to steal the headlines. Ah, maybe not the biggest one. Double B might say something about that. But Jim Harbaugh finalizes a deal to become the Los Angeles Chargers' new head coach. He's out at Michigan after winning the natty that he was chasing. Yep, and now, like, like we kind of, you know, pointed to last week or maybe the week before, but, like, now that he's won the natty, What's that next thing he's eyeing up? The Super Bowl. His brother's got one. Guess what? He don't he don't have one. That's gotta be a weird holiday. His brother don't have a national championship, I don't think, as a coach, but like he don't he don't have no Super Bowl. So he's gonna have to uh 
Go get him one of those puppies. So I think the Chargers is a good situation. We've talked about it before. Probably one of the best coaching situations you could walk into. You have a quarterback that's established. He needs some work, but he's established, obviously. He doesn't need work. Um, he needs an offensive play call. He needs a, a head coach that trusts him. And we're going to see if... Job, I mean, he wouldn't have taken the job if he didn't if he didn't think it's a good situation for him either. That's oh, just it's it. the best situation you can walk into. I mean, you, you name a coaching gig in the last five years, that's a better situation to walk into than the Chargers. Good luck. The Vi- let's listen. The Vikings were damn close before they hired KOC. That year, they were the best coaching situation for sure. That year, yeah. But- and Harbaugh interviewed there and then decided, nah, I want to stay in Michigan, which I feel, but. Then he, went out, work, but right. then he went out and won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then he went and won the natty. But, um, like, as a also a Chargers fan, like, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I wanted one of the top coaches available, and he is, quote, unquote, available. You know, he was searching. He was interviewing. Um, So I can't be too mad at that, to be honest with you. I don't know. He hasn't been in the NFL now for a minute. Um, But, it, but when he, he was last in the NFL, he was he was successful. Yeah. He, he hasn't been when in the NFL left. in a minute, but he's been running an NFL system in college. Well, and, and that's just it, the right? The scheme doesn't change. And that's just it, right? So now you're going to a team that has Justin Herbert, that has Keenan Allen. Um, oh, gosh, what's the young receiver there? I can't remember. The guy remember. who can't catch a ball, Mr. Quinton Johnson. Yeah, Quinton Johnson. Maybe fix him. You still have Eckler for now. Uh the defense and you got you got pieces on defense, bro. Horrible. No, you got pieces. They're you aging, got, but they're not horrible. Yeah, but the defense. You still have I Asante mean, Samuel. He's nice and young. You got Derwin James back there. He's you got Joey aging. Bosa. Khalil Mack's aging. Khalil Bosa, Mack had. He's going to be a free double agent, digit sacks this year. Khalil Mack might be a free agent. Maybe he's got one more. I can't remember, Maybe. but whatever. You still got Bosa if he comes back healthy. When he's healthy, he's just as good as his brother. Yeah. So you, you do have pieces there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like to hire. I, I really be do. interesting. You know, I, I'm also a, a low key Chargers fan. There, there's two AFC teams I Thank follow, you. and it's the Broncos and the Chargers, uh, which doesn't make sense. I know, but that's it, like me being a Gopher fan and a Michigan State fan. Don't make sense. Yeah, so, the, the Broncos is something that's recent. Um, Chargers is I, I've liked the Chargers since LT. Why do, why do you like the? I, I feel that you on the Chargers because LT is what brought me into the Chargers, and I liked Antonio Cromartie, and I, I could name off Chargers players forever, but. Why do you like the Broncos? I'm just curious. Uh, a couple of years ago, one of my buddies passed, and he was a huge Broncos fan. So that'll, I kind of do it. inherited it, per mm-hmm. se. Um, no, I respect that. Yeah, I hated bet. the Russell Wilson thing. I, I bet. I bet. Passion. How do you feel about Sean Payton? Just curious. I hate I'm not, it with a tangent. passion. Okay. I was just curious. Um, but uh, let's move on here. Let's move on to two that were expected. You got Antonio Pierce signing with the Raiders and Gerard Mayo signing with the Patriots. That that was always going to happen with the Patriots. That was the, the plan that was put in place. Antonio Pierce... You After McDaniels it. left, because it felt like for a long time McDaniels was the next guy in New England. But once either, he left, it, then it was okay. That was, yeah, it was... He left for like the third time. <laughs> I, I, honestly, Smelty, I think that's why McDaniels did leave, is because they, they were going to go in the direction of Mayo, just okay. from there, and then that's Mayo, why I think... Because ever since, because Mayo was drafted by them, I remember that, because I got a couple of his rookies, but then... He was a part of their staff ever since he retired, pretty much. If I'm not he? mistaken, yeah, yeah he yeah, was brought yeah. on right away. So, um, I was I thought Steve Belichick would have had a lot bigger chance, um, but I, I I think Steve Belichick needs to leave the Patriots, go be a DC somewhere, establish himself exactly. Because exactly. no matter what, when he's with his dad, like no matter what, he, he he's always going to be in that. I don't want to say shadow, but like almost no, it is. right. It's what it is, you know. So like. I think you're right. He needs to leave, go establish himself, and then maybe get his opportunity, which he could. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to follow Pops wherever Pops goes. 
You think um, so? Yeah, because I could I could also see this mouth. See, I, I could also see them going together being a package deal in quotations. And then Belichick don't got more than five years left, right? So let's say three, four years, and then little guy takes over. I can see that too. Mm. So why why would a team take a chance on a Bill Belichick then if they know most likely that they may only have three to say five years? Because you're getting the greatest coach of all time. I mean, yeah. That I mean that, that's that was a, a silly that question, was a bud. Dumb a question. Yeah. That was a silly question, bud. I don't yeah. care if you got him for a year. The chances of what you're gonna do in that year, what you're gonna instill in the system, what you're gonna the instill culture. in the culture, what you're gonna mm-hmm. instill in the the facility itself, that's is fair. Going to go yeah. for a while. Because that doesn't just leave, right? No, you're and what right. do you think Gerard right. Mayo's doing? Continuing he's that. Continue thing. that. 100%. You know what I mean? So he's not going to change much, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Pierce, um, he, he was a shoe in for it. You know, when Max Crosby said he would, he was going to come out and request a trade if they didn't hire him. I mean, he's that says hired enough. In the week, <laughs> that says enough. Yeah. Um, I love to hire. What he did to that team since he took over was actually pretty respectable, and he did it all without a quarterback. And the players bought into whatever he was selling, so why not? Exactly. Exactly. Devontae um, could even be there next year now. I don't think that's going to happen, but again, another contract. contract. Yeah. Contract. Wow. Conversation. I'm in work mode too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Another conversation for a, uh, another day. So that moves us to a surprising one, Smeltzy. Brian Callahan getting hired by the Titans. I didn't really see Brian Callahan's name in the, the ranks too much. Um, I like the hire. He's a, he's a, he's a good offensive mind. You know, what he's done with Stefanski in Cleveland has been pretty respectable. And um, he he's also, that Cleveland system, you know, it's a running system. So I think that's the best chance you have of keeping Derek. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just, it's just weird for me to let go of Vrabel. Vrabel excuse that was me. mutual. Oh, that's right. That was mutual. I wonder why, what, because I think Vrabel's a great coach. I, I, think, would- I think he's a great coach. I love Mike Gravel, bro. You know, I he's probably my second favorite head, uh, third favorite head coach in the league. He's going to find him a job. But 100%. I just, I don't know. It just must have been a relationship thing between him and ownership, him and GM, whatever it may be. Do they have the same GM, the Titans? I do not know that information. Yeah, I don't know either, but that could be a thing. But, um, yeah, it is more of a surprise. But it's a good point to bring up the rushing deal. I mean, Derrick Henry was looking like he could be on his way out. Maybe he stays now. Yeah, I mean, you look at ever since Artie Smith became the coordinator, or the head coach down in Atlanta, Derek Henry's has taken a hit. Yeah. So I, it's, I, I think that it's good for the. I, I like the hire for the. Does Titans. Derek Henry leave? You think or no? Then do you think Derek no, Henry think is Derek still Henry in a tight uniform next you know, season? I think that I think that decision is up to Derek Henry. The Titans are more than a quarterback away from being a caliber play, oh, yeah. playoff caliber no, team, let alone contender. Yeah. So does Derrick Henry want to go to a team in ring chase or just give himself a, the best position? I think Derrick Henry still has some good football left in him. I do. I just see him going to Dallas. I don't know. It's just a gut thing. I, I, I hate know. picturing I, that with a passion. No, I know. Me too. Oh, I, I'm gosh. not a Dallas fan at all. I hate that crap. But like, you know, I, I, I mean, just, all of a sudden, like my gut was just like, it churned too. when I said it like, Ooh, Derrick Henry to Dallas. I was like, Oh God. Oh, as soon as you said that, <laughs> I just <clears throat> pictured it. Cause that's probably going to happen if anything were to. And I just hate that with a passion. Um, so that leaves us with four head coach openings. That leaves us with four head coach openings, Smelty. We have the Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks, and Commanders. Where do you think Belichick goes? I mean, with everything that's been said and going on, 
I guess Atlanta. I just never thought it would be a thing. Um, but it's just looking increasingly likely he's going to end up in Atlanta. Um, honestly, Vrabel I could see in Washington. Just my two cents. I don't know. Just a weird, another weird thing. I don't know if he wants to take on the Panthers and the Seahawks. I don't know why the Seahawks aren't gaining more attention. I thought that'd be a little bit better situation. Falcons are probably the best out of the four. Um, I don't think the commanders are honestly that far off, but they got to build. But the Seahawks, I mean, great fan base, great, great city. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it with the Seahawks either. I mean, in terms of answering the question, what I would like to see, Belichick in Atlanta, Vrabel in Seattle. What I think is going to happen, Belichick in Atlanta, Vrabel in Carolina. Carolina? I do. Okay. I do. I think Vrabel's going to go into Carolina. Tepper, Carolina's owner. He, well, he's he, only going to keep him for a year. He needs to make a splash hire. He, he needs to bring somebody in that's going to change the locker room and get them bought into the Panthers system. It's a guy to do it. He can't go. He. It would be stupid saying all of that if he would hire a young, bright head coach to say a Ben Johnson out of Detroit. Um, I, I don't think that would be a smart move for the locker room and what he's trying to accomplish. Didn't Houston's OCDC interview one of those jobs too? Uh, OC, yeah. Uh, I can't. His name's slipping my mind. Brian Slowick, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he interview for the Carolina? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Atlanta, actually. Atlanta, okay. Um, but if, uh, like, Vrabel, you, you get Vrabel, you're going to get a good coaching staff. He has the pedigree to hire coaches. You got an owner that's willing to pay coaches. True. You know, you, you look at like a situation like Detroit when you got an owner that's going to open up the checkbook a little bit for Dan Campbell to get who he wants in there. He got who he wants in there and look at that team. Yep. So I, I, I think honestly, Vrabel's a good fit in Carolina as long as he gets a, a good offensive coordinator to work with Bryce in that offense. Um, and Belichick just makes sense in Atlanta. It, it just simply makes sense. We'll see. I, it just, yeah, it'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I'd be pretty excited if I was an Atlanta fan and brought in Billy B, but. I guess we'll see. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's going to take us on to then the Packers firing Joe Barry. Oh, oh boy, did that make me so happy when I saw that smelty. I mean, in my opinion, we already won the offseason. That's the only thing I needed the Packers to do. We don't have any big free agents. The draft's going to be probably not a disappointment, but an initial disappointment. That tends to be how it goes. Boy, oh boy, Smelty, we got rid of the enemy. Who do, who do you want them to bring in? Mike Vrabel. So oh, that's right. We did talk about that earlier off off air, but that's not going to happen. In, in all re- <laughs> from a realistic point of view, I would love to see Wink Martindale in Green Bay. Is he available? Yep. Part of ways mm. with the Giants. Um, I would love, 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 love to see Wink Martindale. Um, there's, there's some other options out there. One that might surprise you a little bit, but I would also not mind seeing cause we get a younger guy in there is Jim Leonard. Where's he from? He's currently a senior and, um, analyst or consultant, whatever for Illinois, uh, uh the fight in the lion, university of Illinois. Okay. He was a badger head coach, played for UW, um, played in the league. And then he actually went down to be the, uh, LSU's D no, that was Dave Aranda. Um, can't remember where he went when he left Wisconsin, but when we hired, um, buddy Luke fickle, he left Leonard left then um, that actually was when he became the consultant for Illinois. Um, so I would love to see that young guy in there. You know, he's going to bring a different, different scheme there, mindset. Is there any steam with that right now? Like, is um, there any talk about him even making it not even just the Packers, but just making that jump to the NFL? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be expected with the success in what he did in college. He, he, he ran an NFL like type defense. 
Um, I, I think it's it's a good move. It would be a good move for him. And I don't think if it was the Packers, he wouldn't be in consideration because he's a scouty boy. Ah, okay. Sure, sure. Well, and I was wondering originally how you even knew who the heck this guy was. And then as soon as you said Badger head coach, I was like, <laughs> of course. But, um, but no, it makes sense. I mean, who knows? It, if he was running an NFL-type defense anyway. Yeah, he played in the league for a good amount, too. He, he was a safety, but more of a return guy. He was a he he was an all conference player for uh, for his return skills. He's he he was he was pretty electric. Did he go to Wisconsin too? Yeah yeah yeah. Of course yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Huh. So but but those are the, the two guys I would like to see. Uh, Vrabel's out of the question. You know that's a pipe dream. He's gonna get hired as a head coach. But boy, if that happened, I would be six to midnight pretty quick, Smelty. Oh well. All right, so let's move on to my favorite segment of the week. We have the bonehead move of the week by your. Mr. Smelty. What do we got, brother? Genius. Yeah, so uh, kind of a random little bonehead this week. Uh, not much going on other than great football. But uh, at the end of that Buccaneers game, there's a little bit of uh, just an interesting decision by their head coach, Todd Bowles. Uh, so Baker Mayfield threw a pick, obviously. It was like a minute 30 left in the game, whatever. Something like that, right? And... Uh, so all the Dines got to do is knee the ball out. Well, while they were kneeing the ball out, they weren't really running the play clock down, which is kind of weird. So on third down, Goff knees the ball with 30 seconds le- 36 seconds left. No timeout. Um, so when Todd Bowles was asked about that at the end of the game, he pretty much just said, Quote, no sense in prolonging the obvious. And that quote's from CBS NFL. So why, why, you're not, you're not going to take a timeout. Not, not only are they now going to have to kick that field goal, they're in field goal range. It was like going to be a 49 yarder or whatever, right? And allegedly the kicker, I can't remember his name, has a career field goal percentage between 45 and 49 yards of like 59.1%. So, so that means there's still a 40% chance he, A, not only 40% chance he may miss that field goal, or who knows, they could muff the snap. The snap could get messed up. You could get the ball at almost a 50-yard line with, again, with 30-some seconds left in the game at that point. So you're not going to take the timeout because you're just, quote, no sense in prolonging the obvious. There, There's two bonehead moves in there, right? There's... The Lions not taking the play clock down to zero. 100%, right? one to kneel. <laughs> right? But Come the on, bigger Jared. one is like, how do you tell like like that that meme that that went around whatever months ago? Tell me you don't have any faith in your team without telling me you don't have any faith in your team. No doubt. Like so, not only could they have had him off whatever, they could have blocked the kick and returned it for a touchdown. That too. So not only that, those percentages, whatever they you said, how I bet you those percentages are not in the playoffs without well, that, the pressure right, on the line. Right. Like, what are you doing, Todd Bowles? You have to call the timeout. You cannot give up on the guys that have had the blood, sweat, and tears to get to that point in the season. Overexceeded all of the expectations for them, and you give up on your guys. That you that cannot simply happen. Likelihood of making the field goal, yes. And is the game over when he makes it? Yes. Okay, great. You throw a couple Hail Marys and you see what happens. You have the same freaking outcome, but you have the trust in your guys that they can go out there and possibly make a play. And without him taking that time out, forcing them to kick the ball, you will never know 
what could have happened in that moment in time. It's the NFL playoffs. I joke about there being a script, but it is so hard, even if it was, right? It'd be so hard to script a mistake. A quarterback throwing a ball and a DB making a crazy play to make a pick or something. You can't script that garbage. No. And, you know... The, the center hiking the ball over the place the placeholder for the for the field goal who knows or they block it like you said like it's worth seeing you it's have worth to take seeing that what chance. are you talking about no you know prolonging the obvious get out of here with that dude that's bogus that's just such a weird like that's a loser mentality to me you should always feel like you have an opportunity to win the game even even if you're down by two scores i feel it right like eh we know you're gonna lose. Blah, if blah, it was blah. two square, if it was two scores, I would it's understand. Slightly it. different. I would slightly understand. Different. It. It's an eight point game. Yeah, but it's uh, it's just disappointing to see. And like Baker going off for the season he had. We already talked about Baker maybe moving teams. If he did, is that a factor? Is that like whoa? So if we do, if I do help put the team in a situation, is my coach just not gonna trust us to try to make something happen? I think this is the kind of move that makes the front office look at the coaching. Oh, you have to. That's you weird. You have to take a look. It's just such. It's just weird, man. It's just weird. Like, and for him to have the the reason, it's one of those situations where you might think it, but you can't freaking say that. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. He also goes on to say, "quote It's kind of pointless. You kind of know when the game is over, and the game was over." That was a quote. He said that. <laughs> You, that's insane, bro. Bro, I don't. That's not like, a way to keep a head coaching job in the NFL, to me. No, I like whether it be twelve seconds, let alone 36, 38, whatever it was. Like thirty-eight seconds, if they miss that, and you get the ball at, you know, they would have gotten the ball at around the forty. Yeah, yeah. So they would have gotten the ball around the forty. That's you don't have any timeouts. Okay, that's you're a couple out routes away from being in their thirty. You're 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 three to four. I would say you're you're legitimately three plays away from being in the red zone. Yeah, like especially with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten. Cade was playing well. Yeah, dude. Like Trey what? Palmer will sneak in there. You, Trey Trey Palmer gives you the option to maybe take the top off and catch him lacking. Baker was slanging that thing. Yeah, he just threw that pick the drive right before. But he was still slinging that thing. You give him another opportunity, who knows, dude? Who knows? The one thing about Baker, too, is that guy loves playing with the chip on his back. He just had he the does. biggest chip by throwing that interception. Who do you think wants to right that wrong more than Baker freaking Mayfield? Yeah. And that's exactly. when he's at his best. Exactly. Crazy, man. Crazy. Well, let's move on, Smelty. We are down to the second to last weekend of real football. Championship Sunday upon us. We're going to kick this week off with the Chiefs going up, down to, well, over, I guess, to Baltimore. Taking on the Ravens. Raven come, Ravens coming into this one as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that is fairly accurate. I think it's going to be a four-to-seven-point game. Saying that, I got the Ravens, big dog. I, don't, okay. I just don't I think I thought you were the, coming at me with some crazy thing here. Um, and we're tied overall for the season, too, so I don't want to make a mistake here, right? For those of you keeping track. Um, don't know why I just talked like it was golf. But anyway, uh, yeah, the Ravens um, at home, three and a half point favorite. If it was three, I'd feel a little bit better. You know, there's something about Patrick Mahomes magic, you know, magic Mahomes in the playoff, playoff P. I don't know, whatever the heck you want to call him. Um, I don't know. I just pulled that out of my ear. Sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. The Ravens, I, I believe the Ravens will take it too. 
They're just too good. It's an all-around thing. The whole team is just too good in every aspect right now, and they're they're firing on all cylinders. You saw it in the Houston game. A Houston team that was playing with a lot of confidence, too, a lot of momentum, and they, they handled them well. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm going with the Ravens, but it'd be interesting to see Mahomes go over the top. Yeah, I'm in 100% agreement with you. The thing that solidifies this for me is the possible return of Mark Andrews. It is a game changer. No, it is a game changer. That solidifies it for me. So we're on the same page there. Let's wrap this thing up, Smelty. We have the Detroit Lions, led by Mr. MCDC Motor City, Dan Campbell, going out on the West Coast. MCDC. I like that. Is that his nickname, or did you just come uh, up with that? It's a Pat McAfee show okay, thing, so okay. shout out like Pat that. McAfee show. I like show. that, MCDC. Um, so we have, uh, we have the Lions going out to the West Coast, taking on the 49ers. 49ers coming in at this game with the seven-point favorite. That's a scary line, brother. That's ridiculous. That is unacceptable. There's no reason. The No. They shouldn't be. The Lions have been good all year. They've proven it. I'm picking the Lions. I don't care. They're going to win and cover. Uh, that's some BS. They're going to come in and just, I don't know, dude. That, that really frustrates me. Seven points? Are you kidding me? Have the Lions done nothing to show anybody that they are capable of? Act- they are capable of beating the 49ers. Do I think the Lions secondary holds up? No. It, it could be rough at the end, but I... I think I I think they have enough right now to to beat the 49ers and mess up the whole script, bro. Yeah, I couldn't disagree more. In That's all fine. reality, That's dude. Fine. So we're not gonna finish this week, Tied. Um, but I, I think in this one, I don't love the seven points. It's, I, it I seems it seems egregious to me. It 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 does, but when the San Francisco's books, that good, but sorry. When when the books had it at a nine and a half point spread against the Packers that last week, this makes sense to me. That it's a seven-point game against seven-point game against the Lions, and to be honest with you, to to answer one of your questions that you didn't really ask, what have they done this year? They haven't beaten anybody good outside of the Lions and the Chiefs week one. They have not beaten anybody good. They beat the Bucks last week. I'm not going to sit here and say the Bucks are good. They beat a beaten down Eagles team who has no identity. Manhandled them. That, manhandled I, will, that them. I will say, the Eagles have no identity right and, now. And I mean, even last week, they 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 beat the Rams. Sorry, that was, yeah, yeah. So the week prior, they beat the Rams. Like that, that doesn't scare me. The Rams overexceeded expectations this oh, 100%. year. One hundred percent. The Rams should so, have been in the playoffs. They played well though. Yeah, they did. They did. But that's the thing. But that's the thing is, uh, are the Rams and the Bucks playing well, or are the Lions playing down to their level? And now they got to go face that crazy offensive monster in San Francisco. That's the thing. It's it's offensively, the Lions are going to put up twenty four to twenty eight points defensively they're going to allow 28 to 34 points yeah fair. that's what that's it's going to come down to and that's fair that's and, what it's going to come and down like, to like i you know the 49ers will probably win this game but i had to make it interesting no you did you did and uh that seven but points seven I don't points love. is just crazy i don't bro. love that seven points bro so to, to me this is how i would break this down with debo seven, seven. to ten point spread without debo Four to eight points. And Debo's not officially six points. And Debo's not officially like out for the game. He's not. So if he gets listed out for the game, does that number change before kickoff? Oh, 100 percent What is Uh, it? Not 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 before kickoff. I think they I don't think the books work that way. Do they not? No, they do. They do because then you get it for whatever you place the bet at. You could place another bet. Right. So if the if it changed, you could place another bet at that, but you still have to honor that first bet. Oh, sure. So even if it were to like grow to, you know, like one. Tomorrow, and we place the bet now, we'd still get that seven points. If Debo misses the game, 
What does it change to you think? Is it that drastic or is it not really? Like we're talking no, six and a half, I, like maybe. I, I think it's a two to two and a half point spread difference with Debo. I really do. Oh, okay. Sure. I really do. That's crazy. Um I'm curious now. now. That, I wanna I wanna look at that now. Now saying that, if that. you take a look at my record this year, you have no reason to trust or believe in that. Me either. Um but you know, the the thing is, Smelty, we have four of consistently throughout the season the top six to seven teams in the league and i love to see it i'm excited for this weekend of football it's going to be a, a, a true test of grit and who shows up man no 100 did you mention that the chiefs ravens are our game of the week banner of the boys game of the week oh i did not mention that did. i did not mention not that, that we so. have many games to choose from but yeah it kind of goes as you can saying. imagine the super bowl will probably be game of the week <laughs> we're actually gonna have the uh puppy bowl oh right 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 <laughs> um but Smelty, as always, it's a pleasure, my man. Like, comment, subscribe. We love you listeners out there. We only want to grow here. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more banter with the boys.